Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Danny J. Quick, back with another episode of the Super Shorts podcast, where we tell superhero short stories. Um, I'm going to do something a little bit different this week. I'm uh, Actually, I'm going to be transparent with you. I'm running way behind, and I had already prepared the, the story for this week. It's called Ace Blade versus White Lash, and um, it's, it's one that I wrote a while back, but... The thing that I'm going to do different this time is I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to go for the story. I'm going to read it, you know, unfiltered. There's not going to be any edits. I'm not going to edit out any of my ums, any of my uh, awkward pauses, <laughs> just like that. And then um, I'm going to I'm going to just do it. I'm just going to do it. Try to go off the cuff. Like I said, I'm, I'll, it's my fault because I'm running behind. So the production value is not going to be as high on this episode, but we're just going to do it, man. I want to make sure we put out an episode this week. And um, I didn't want to <laughs> just just be talking to you randomly. And I actually want to tell a story. So, like I said, this is one that I wrote, uh, I want to say back in 2016, actually. And I was uh, looking through my Facebook memories and it, and it kind of popped up and I was like, oh, man, I forgot about this. But this is a, a, a villain that we created off of um, just the term that I heard. I want to say Van Lathan um, said it um, called White Lash. And I heard it and I was like, oh, man, that would be a great name for a villain. So I came up with this little story for the villain and, um, you know, just put it out on Facebook. I'll, I'll try to, to, to link the post on Facebook if you want to go and read along with me as I go. But. Here we go. Let's do it. All right. This is Ace Blade versus White Lash by me, Danny J. Quick, for the Fourth Wall Universe. Pro-black and anti-establishment activist Wyatt Ashton never had trouble fitting in. Growing up well-educated and well aware of the history of African-Americans, he never found it hard to have a conversation about anything with any group of people. His passionate activism for the equal treatment of minorities in America had never even malformed into violence or riots because of his carefully crafted plans of peaceful demonstration. That was until he tried to lead a large protest against Agrofarm, a pharmaceutical company whose sole purpose is to genetically enhance food to produce healing in humans and animals. During the protest, Wyatt's Wyatt's security spotted agitators trying to infiltrate and disrupt the protest and captured the men and women after a short chase. While chasing, while chastising the agitators, a transformer malfunctioned and exploded, sending Wyatt crashing into an experimental chemical mixture used to treat melanin deficiencies. As the chemical burned his, laceration, his lacerations and his eyes, blurring his vision, Wyatt was unaware of the danger he meandered towards. The explosion ripped through the lab, ripping electrical wiring from the ceiling and walls. Alarms blared, causing a frantic race for the exits. Barely able to see, Wyatt gripped the railing of the metal staircase and tried his best to escape, but a large electrical conduit split open above him, raining down a shower of sparks and lightning-like surges of electricity. The torrent of power discharged through him and overcame him quickly, rendering him unconscious. When he woke, surrounded by monitors and physicians, there was no pain. As he pierced, as the piercing fluorescent lights forced him to squint, he received the news. 
His accident left him with a progressive residual energies, uh, residual energy signature all through his body, from his fingertips to his hair follicles. He would continue to generate an electric current that could be harmful to himself or others close to him in his proximity. His skin had been depleted of melanin and left his melanocytes unable to make enough melanin to color his skin, hair, and eyes. Ever so proud of his blackness and the strength of his community, but starkly aware of its unapologetically blatant rhetoric, Wyatt faced apprehension among returning to his role as an activist with his new albinism. Even though his community welcomed him back, his condition left him scarred mentally, causing him to lash out more furiously than ever before at events. He began to lose his initial support system as more and more often his his protests would become violent and many people would end up being hurt or imprisoned. He began to train in martial arts and use the additional electricity that he was producing to stun his opponents. He claimed his training was to protect people who were loyal to him and to continue to protest alongside him, but he would regularly incite and invite violence from anyone who connected to the companies and businesses that he targeted, wanting to physically hurt and punish anyone who got in his way. He traveled all over the company. <laughs> he traveled all over the country, bringing with him a mob of men and women willing to fight for equality. Many times, he would even go as far as to incite the crowds with his ability to create whips that extended from his hands momentarily out of the out of his residual electric electric charge, cracking them in the sky while speaking to the mob. It all came to a head when he visited a new agri-farm facility two years later, this one in Vegas City. Ace Blade decided to meet Wyatt face-to-face the night before the protest would begin. Wyatt Ashton, Ace Blade said, as Wyatt entered his room, trying not to frighten the young man with his unscheduled visit to his hotel room. How did you get here? Wyatt responded, scanning, scanning his room and clutching his backpack. I'm just here to talk. I'm sure you know who I am. You always do your due diligence. Aceblade extends his right hand in hopes of easing the tension of his surprise appearance. Yeah, I figured you'd show up. Wyatt accepts the extended hand and removes his hood, letting his bleached blonde dreadlock hair dangle down his back. As it brushes up against his back, small discharges of static electricity shoot between the locks. Does that hurt? Aceblade asks. As the crackle and pop of Wyatt's hair sizzle, and then settle. Not unless I want it to. Wyatt replies sardonically. Let's cut to the chase, Ace Blade. We're going down there tomorrow, and we're going to make some changes. That's cool. I think what you're doing is great. You sparked a lot of progress around this country. <laughs> Ace Blade sighs, realizing what he just said. No pun intended. But you have been letting things go a little too far recently. Ace Blade pauses and walks into the window. That's what it takes some t- Not here, Ace Blade interrupts. Not in Vegas City. If you can keep it under control, I'm here to offer my assistance. Ace Blade peers through the blinds at the packed and buzzing park- parking lot. I guess I was wrong about you, brother. I thought you were down for the cause. I am, and I always will be.
but I'm not going to let you hurt innocent people. There are no innocent people. Wyatt screeches, causing Ace Blade to turn to him and angle his body in case of an attack. Either you're part of the solution or you're in my way. Electricity starts to crackle and flashes flicker like a loose fluorescent bulb behind Wyatt. All the years I've been sweating and bleeding for acceptance and equality, only to find out that the bit of freedom we thought we fought for was nothing more than a facade. The sparks began to intensify and spread out like witch fingers all over the room, but Ace Blade never flinches. You see, this country has never been afraid of black rage or black unity. It's only been since I've it's only been since I've been like this that I've been able to actually make change. All of a sudden, all the electricity that Wyatt was venting disappeared, leaving the room pitch black for a moment, and then the lights flicker back on as Wyatt and Ace Blade stand face to face. Wyatt's clothes burn away, leaving stripes like tigers all over his white pants and shirt. Breathing deeply, with his eyes bulging and twitching uncontrollably, Wyatt prepares to speak again as Ace Blade clenches his fist, ready for the impending attack. It's time for a white lash. Okay, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. I, I got through it. I, I stumbled a couple of times there. Uh, like I said, I hadn't I hadn't reread this actually, um, but once since I since I wrote it recently, and uh, you know I, I liked it, and I and I actually have some pretty cool art that um, Michael Lee Harris did for it. I'm gonna try to put up with the show, and. Um, yeah, I appreciate y'all y'all taking the time to listen to me this morning. I got to get dressed and get to work now. I'm already late, but, you know, I wanted to make sure I dropped the episode this morning for y'all. So, um, also, I did a uh, did a little interview with um, Blurred Comics, and, um, you know, they should be dropping their episode later on tonight. I'll, I'll try to share that also. But, as usual, follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at The Ace Play. Follow the company at Fourth Wall Pros also on Twitter and Instagram. And, um, yeah, I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate y'all checking us out. And until next time, stay vigilant, my friends. I'm out.